Hey everyone, this is Isaac Maddox, and I'm the pastor of Activate Church, and this is our podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I hope this message blesses you, encourages you, builds your faith, and I hope you enjoy the message. Come on, come on, come on. Where's my Jesus people at? Come on. Well, it's been a full service, so um, I think I will still preach because you're hungry people. You're hungry people. Um, man, can we just thank the worship team and uh, thank you for... I was, um, you know, God often does a corporate thing and individual and sometimes it's the same, but I, I was good. I, I was just flat out on the carpet <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, just receiving um, so much of our Christianity is without power. And oftentimes we are wrestling with doubts and fears and insecurities when really we just need a fresh encounter of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I got a full tithing preaching word from Dad Feltman. Thank you for that. So good. So good. That's right. So we've got, uh, these are names of people who are volunteering. Okay. Don't just, don't just write your name down. This is, this is, you better show up. Okay. Abigail Green. Abigail Green. We love you. Okay. You're, so free, free piece of merch. Well, we don't mean, oh, I guess the coupon's coming. All right, here we go. We trust you. We trust you. So, yeah, go, go take two. All right, we love you. Get your Bibles out. I'm slightly exhausted. I, um, I, I wrote this message a little afraid. I wrote, it was a, it was a joke. I wrote this message a little, um, uh, Sensing that it would be difficult to preach, and because I was slightly, uh, what would might seem angry. So I, I apologize if you see anyone from the first service. Um, I, I preached a lot and yelled a lot without a mic, and that's why I lost my voice. I am not angry. I, I do believe there's a bit of a, a Caleb anointing uh, for now, and there's something that comes upon you when you want to possess something now. And I do believe, I do declare that there's some, some people that you have danced around the issue of God and faith. You've danced around the issue of fully serving him. And today is your, is, is, is your day to fully live the life of faith. And you're never going to be the same again. It's going to be your faith birthday. Okay. What is today? I don't know. April. Happy, today, they haven't been born again yet into this faith. But you're about to be born again into faith. And also fear. I, I, I'm really coming after fear. This is a church that, that, that doesn't just teach and preach and prophesy. We really receive, hopefully, the fullness of what we're talking about. Or maybe not the fullness, but, but part of the things that we are discussing in regards to God. Amen. We are believing that God is breaking fear even right now. Amen. So that's why some of us are, are weeping and, and we're overwhelmed because things are being broken off of our lives as we speak. It's, it's happening, and when things are happening, it's, it's really cool, and, and your revelation of God grows, amen. The eternal God steps into your life and heart and does something tangible. It's pretty awesome, and it's as awesome as a, a manifest miracle in your body. Uh, for some of us, <clears throat> our, our soul realm is more real because it's more dark than maybe an ache or a pain, and so when God whew, does a soul work, a soul miracle, it, it'll mess you up, amen. And so if someone breaks out and crying, or, or whatever. It's not just because this is the type of church. This, if that's the type of God that we serve. Amen. All right. Numbers chapter 13, verse 27. I'm reading out of the NLT here this morning. Uh, just the way the NLT phrases uh, Caleb. Uh, I, I was drawn to it this morning. Uh, Numbers chapter 13, verse 27. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore. And indeed, it's a bountiful country. A land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Jeb and the Hittites. So they go into all the problems, and they get in all the problems. But that really wasn't the main problem. There are problems. You do have problems, but it's not maybe the main problem. So Caleb quiets the people and stands before Moses and said, let's go up at once. To, to, to take the land. The, the difference between the spirit of fear and the Holy Spirit are absolutely opposite. Amen. So Caleb, and you can sense a spirit on someone. If someone has 
the spirit. You can go all over the world and sense the, the oh yeah, we got the same spirit. We, we can have different backgrounds, but we can have the same spirit. My aunts were, were Catholic nuns and they gave their lives on the islands of Mexico, but they had the same spirit. We might have different doctrinal backgrounds, but there's the same. Why? Because there's one spirit. All right. Try not to preach. All right. Let's go up at once. But the other men had explored the land. They disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we. So they spread this bad report amongst the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes there. All the people are huge, huge. We even saw giants there and the descendants of Anak. So they got to the main problem. They're like, yeah, we got problems, but this is kind of why we can't. Someone with problem-based living will always kind of get to the you know, I'm sort of like, you know, and I can't, and then, and then, and then that's why people use the sick card a lot, because it's like, man, I'm really sick. Because who, who invites a sick person somewhere, right? Because once they say they're sick, you're kind of a, a jackbutt if you continue to invite them to church. They're actually doing the right thing, right? And so you get kind of to the heart of it, and it's, well, these, these giants, these sons of Anak is really why. And next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought, too. Then the whole community began weeping and cried all night. Woo. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only, I never thought about a pity party being a protest against the promises of God. If only we had died in Egypt and even here in the wilderness, they complained. They complained. They complained. Christians don't complain, amen. We just vent and we just... We agree on our prayer list. Amen. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Someone say battle. 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 That's a big word this morning. I don't have time. I, I'm just going to give the abridged version if that's okay. And you can listen to the first service. Um, not that that might, will help you at all. Um, maybe I'll preach this in a few years better. But it's, it's, it's living word in me now. <laughs> Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? I got a better idea than battle. You will always have a better idea than battle. Because battle means you could die. And isn't it better if I live? Can I get an amen? I got a better idea. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their face to the ground. And two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua and Caleb, they tore their clothing, and they said to all the people of Israel, the land we pass through is a good land. Do not rubble against the Lord. Don't be afraid of the people. Their only helpless prey, the New King James says, they're bread. It's bread for us. Bread. Bread. They have no protection. They have no protection. How could you talk about the giants like that? Is this just a positive pep speech? But the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid. And, and, and the Bible says that they all were like, yeah, no, no thanks. I'm going to take a hard pass on that. Let's get a new leader. Let's get, let's get a new church. Let's get a new pastor. Let's get some new friends, a new spouse. Well, I can't get new kids, but I don't know. I'll, I guess I'll love them until they're 18. We're always looking for something new because, 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 because I, I was expecting, I came up over the, the crest of the promised land and, and I saw the grapes and I saw the giants. And this isn't exactly what I had in mind. So if it's cool, I'm just going to take a hard pass on this. And the truth of it is, is we, 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 we just don't want to battle. We don't want to battle. Amen. Let's pray. I don't know. It's probably just me, but maybe a little more of this puppy right here. I'm going to need, I need, I need a little more sword. A little more. I need need a bigger sword up here. <clears throat> thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you're here, and we thank you, God, that you are the word. And how cool is that? You are the word become flesh. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. And the word was with God, and through everything was created because of you and by you and through you. And Jesus, we thank you that you're all we need. Even as we are singing Jesus today, Lord, all that we need. There's power. In the name, salvation in the name, healing in the name. There's power, there's restoration in the name. And Jesus, we, we thank you for the name. 
And God, we have all authority and all power in your name. And everybody said, amen. Not all decisions are the same. Amen. Can I get an amen? They're not. They're not. There are pivotal decisions in your life. Isaac, where's the funny story? Hold on. We got it. All right, show the video. We got a little video. The Blazers won the championship the in 1977. This was after. The Portland Trail Blazers went with the second approach and made the greatest mistake in NBA draft history. Some you need healing from this. After the Rockets picked the one with the number one pick in the 1984 draft, the Blazers were choosing between Sam Bowie and Michael Jordan. Ooh. They went for Bowie, as they already had Clyde Drexler Ooh. and Jim Paxson taking care of the perimeter. Oh, Chicago is eternally grateful. Sometimes that approach makes sense, especially if you're Portland and already have your guy in Clyde Drexler. You're not thinking about getting the best guy, you think you already have him. Portland was looking for someone to support Drexler's team. Well, you don't think about positional fit when a perennial all-star is available. And even at the time of the draft, a lot of people knew that Jordan would be more than that. Back in those days, there was no one and done. MJ spent three years playing for Dean Smith and made his mark on the college level. During his three seasons with the Tar Heels, Jordan averaged 17.7 points a game on 54% shooting. MJ did more than collect stats. He made the game-winning jump shot in the 1982 NCAA championship game against Georgetown, which was led by future NBA rival Patrick Ewing. All that was enough for Coach Knight to make a bold statement before MJ ever set foot on an NBA court. The kid is just an absolutely uh, great kid. If I were going to pick uh, the three or four best athletes I've ever seen play basketball, he'd be one of them. I think he's the best athlete I've ever seen play basketball, bar none. If I were going to pick people with the best ability I'd ever seen play the game, he'd be one of them. If I were going to pick the best competitors that I'd ever seen play, he'd be one of them. So in the categories of competitiveness, ability, uh, skill, and then uh, athletic ability, uh, he's the best athlete, he's one of the best competitors, he's one of the most skilled players. And, and that, to me, makes him the best basketball player that I've ever seen play. When Bobby Knight says something like that about a player and he's on the draft board, you select that player in a heartbeat. But we didn't. The Blazers weren't convinced, so they reached out to Knight and shared their personal concern him. with him. They needed a center. We didn't pick him. Knight made his position. And we've been wandering in the wilderness them, play him at for 45 years as a result of that sin of picking Sam Bowie. Where's my Blazer fans at? Has it felt like a wilderness? Yes. They picked based on need. We need to stop living, picking, and making decisions based on need. You need to stop picking Sam Bowie. I'm going to preach this. I'm going to preach this. It's going to happen. I am going to preach this. And, and instead of making the best decision, the right decision, beyond what I need for what ultimately is the best. The children of Israel continually made decisions based on what they felt they needed. What type of person are you going to be? Are you going to be a faith person. We'll switch this from negative and we'll just go right into the prophetic here this morning. You are about to become a faith person. I, 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 I know you've been talking about it and you've been thinking about it and you've been fixing around to getting to it and praying about it and notebooking about it and making some plans about it. But you're actually going to young and old, 12, 14, 15, 60, 65, 70. To, to, today is your day, your opportunity to step into and say, I am now that weirdo. I, I am now going to be the Jesus freak because I've got nothing else. I'm going to be all into the word of God. I want to be a faith person. I'm going to talk like it. I'm going to act like it. I'm going to be a fool for Christ because I have no other thing to live for. And so faith, faith is the thing that it's all about. Someone shout faith. It's faith. Faith allows you to see. Faith allows you to know. Faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. The righteous will live by faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, David. By faith, Caleb. By faith. It's by faith. What, it's, what is it by? So why do we think it's any other thing that we need? 
Sure, I might have a lot of problems, but the truth of it is, is I need faith. Faith is the thing that I need. The Bible says in Hebrews that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So if I don't have faith, I can't see. And if I can't see, then I have to feel. And if I have to feel, then I need you more than I really need you. And I need everything to be in control more than I really need it in control because I don't have faith. And I don't have faith, I can't see. But when I have faith, I can see. And if I can see, I can see God. All you need is a little bit of faith this morning in order to see God and to know God and to hear God. And I need faith so I can see that God's not trying to kill me. He's trying to let me know and show me what I was created to kill. The very thing I think is killing me is the thing that I was born to kill it. And he made it big so I couldn't miss it. He made my giants real big and hairy and scary. So I'd go, yep, mom and raise no dummy. There it is. That's right. And the bigger they are, the harder they fall. That's why Caleb said, give me my mountain. That's why Caleb said, let us go up. Why he wanted Hebron. He he didn't want to dance around the sea and kind of build up. He said, give me three bats. I'll swing. I'll take down those giants. And then everything else will be easy. Why? Because the children of Israel were saying, yeah, we got problems. But really, really, it's the giants. And, And so Caleb said, you know what? They're bread. But you have to have faith in order to see giants as bread. You have to have faith in order to say, hold on, babe, 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 babe. It's good that we're in this. You're crazy, I know. But I got faith. And so now I see the trial I'm in as good. I see, this, I see these giants as, as bread. I'm not a masochist. I'm not a weirdist. I'm not a nude. I'm, I'm not anyist. I... I I, I am blood-bought, full of the Holy Spirit, understanding that I serve a sovereign God, I serve a generational God, and if I happen to be here and I happen to see a giant, then God has called me to take out the thing that is standing between me and the promised land. And if I'm anointed with just a little bit of faith, then I can see what's going on here. I can interpret what's really going I know what's going on, babe, in our marriage. I know what's going on in our finances. I was born for this battle. I was born for this battle. Shout that. I was born for this battle. I'm tired of running away. I'm tired of being afraid. I'm no longer a slave to giants. When you see giants in the Old Testament, you'll see the thing that's blocking the people and intimidating the people from the promises of God. And whenever you see a giant, you'll see a giant killer. You'll see a Caleb. You'll see a David. And I'm telling you right now, you are in this service. Make no mistake about it because God has anointed you as a Caleb in your family, as a Joshua in your family, as a David in your family to bring your legacy to where it has never, never, never been before. But we need faith. Someone shout faith. I need faith. I need, I need faith so I can access grace. I need faith because I need word. I need faith. I need faith because I can't really see what's going on. I need faith. 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 Really what I need is I need faith because I need to see. I need to be able to see what's going on. And I, 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 I need faith. I need faith because, because I might just have a bad attitude. Do you notice they, 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 the people were just basically, and um, so yeah, we don't want to, to die in battle. This battle. They just had a bad attitude about battle. What you're in is a battle. And you have a bad attitude about it. Just, just tell your neighbor, you have a bad attitude. You're going to go home today, someone didn't come to church, you're like, what did you learn? I have a bad attitude. You just have a bad attitude. You just need faith. You don't have faith. And so you see your giants that were there to kill you. They're not there to kill you. You're there to kill them. When you kill a giant, you get access to the stronghold of the promised land. When you kill a giant, you go from the pasture to the palace. A giant ought to tip you off where the gateway of the door of blessing that God has for you. Giant marks the spot to what God wants to do in you and through you. I'm trying to remain calm. 
But the truth of it is, is the people had a bad attitude. Because it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be like this. We came up on the mountain. There was grapes. Oh, there's giants. Oh, now we have to go to battle. And they just have a bad attitude because it's a battle. And we really prefer a playground. Amen? This really isn't what I saw in my head. God never promised you what you see in your head is what he's going to give you. He said, I'll give you a picture of what's in my heart, and you can trust me that I'm a good God, and I want to bless you, but it's still going to take faith. It's still going to take faith. But we, we have a bad attitude. We just have a bad attitude. We just have a bad attitude. Well, I don't want to fight. It shouldn't be this hard. It's not working out the way. Things aren't going my way. It shouldn't, this, is, this is really tough. This is really difficult. I could die in battle. You know what? Well, it is tough. It shouldn't be this way. Well, it is. This is where I was really fired up in first service because I just feel like we, got, we have to take, this is really, there's two things I got to take down. One thing is you, got, you have bad attitude. You, you honestly, it's a bad attitude. You have a bad attitude and you're a Christian. You have a bad attitude and you're full of the Holy Spirit. You just have a bad attitude. I love this. When you think of Caleb, you, might, you think about what made Caleb, Caleb. I mean, he must have been, he must have just been. The, the Bible just says that, that he had a good attitude. Numbers chapter 14, verse 24. But my servant Caleb has a different dude. That's it. Oh, God's so mean. Is God real? Oh, this and that. Oh, the church. Oh, my wife. Oh, the kids. Oh, money. Oh, government. Oh, Trump. Oh, Biden. Oh, this. Oh, that. Everything's so hard. Stop it. Yeah, marriage is a battle. Grow up. Community is a battle. Raising kids is a battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a battle. Finances is a battle. It's a daily battle. Get back in the fight. Because God has called you to go to battle. You were born for this battle. Change your tune. Change your attitude. All you have is a bad attitude. And so your, your attitude is about to switch because of your faith. And so now you see everything different and you're going, this good for us. This trial's good for this. What was meant for evil, God's going to turn it. God's going to show me. It's bread. And I think I'm getting a little hungry. And I prophesy hunger in your trial. I prophesy hunger in your, in your moment, in your valley. God's about to show you. And God's about to give you fresh faith to say, God, I, I think I can do this. I think, I think it's big. It's big. It's hard. It's strong. It's, it's giant. It's intimidating. It's bigger than me. Oh. But greater. Greater is he that's in me. I'm getting some faith. I'm getting some faith. I'm getting some faith. Oh, I feel an old preacher, preacher's tone coming on me. I feel, I feel, I'm just joking. I feel some faith that's about to change my attitude, that's about me to see the giants that God's called me to kill. Yeah, but that's not really why. That's not really why. It's the Nephilim. Oh, the Nephilim. I'm glad you brought that up. The Nephilim, as much as we can tell, were fallen angels that slept with women. Yeah. You didn't see that coming. Ah. How? Oh, we don't know. But it happened. And this angelic fallen angel, perverted, slept with a beautiful woman, and their babies were crazy big and powerful, probably supernaturally powerful. So the stories of intimidation, so all they're doing is they're coming back going, so yeah, it's all the ites and all the ites and all the ites, okay, and it's their giants, and then they get to the, yeah, but the, but the Nephilim are there. The, the sons of Anak are there. Yeah, that's, so, um, this is, this is, this is bad. And, and, and what we have to understand is that, is that, is that Nephilim simply just mean this is a spiritual mystery that we don't understand. And you don't need to understand as much as you think you need to understand why. 
Why passive-aggressive got into your family? How a poverty mentality, how fear, how depression, how anxiety, how sickness got into your generations? It isn't that there isn't practical answers. It isn't that there's not pathology. All of that is true. But behind, behind, the behind, the behind is, is a spirit. You are in a spiritual battle. And so it isn't just that great-granddaddy, you know, played with a Ouija board or had a, had, a, had a poverty mentality or he had a spirit of fear, it's that behind that there is a spirit. And so the Bible seems to leave in us a mystery of the Nephilim, but it was intimidating because of its spiritual connotation because, because God doesn't tell us exactly how and why, but the Bible emphasizes with the, with the spirit and the attitude and the faith of Caleb, the emphasis is that you were born to take out this spiritual mystery and and you need to know what God hates and what he loves and you know what God was not down with what took place at the fall and so from Caleb to David see Goliath was was of of the Nephilim so this these giants of Old Testament renown were not just natural beings they were spiritual beings and anytime a man of God discovered hold on Hold on. This is why David was like so excited. When he gets there, he's like, hey, some cheese and bread. How you guys doing? All right. Goliath. Woo! Oh, it's Goliath. I heard it was just a giant. I didn't know it was the seed of the Nephilim. That's why Caleb's like, let's go. Now. Why? Because God hated What happened at the fall of creation, something perverted took place. And any time a man of faith discovered, whoa, oh, it's Nephilim. That means God hates us. That means God's going to anoint us and probably supernaturally like crazy and open up doors and give us like angels and give us provision. Let's go up now. Oh, let's go. Let's go. That's why any time you see Nephilim, you see a spiritual mystery in your family. You don't quite know why mom is so passive aggressive. She's a woman of faith, but man, you don't know why that person is weird. You know, there's always like one weird thing in like great people, and they're amazing. Then you see them at Costco, and they're like cutting people off, and they're like, that's weird. I mean, I'm a little weird, but that is, it's a controlling thing. It's a fearful thing. I've been around great men of faith, women of faith, and you get in a certain situation, and they, they fall to their knees. There's probably a spirit behind that. There's some Nephilim in your family. And, and, and my word to you this morning is you don't need to understand it all. Some of it you will understand. But you don't even need to understand why depression is in your bloodline. You just need to know you're anointed to kill it. To straight up destroy it. And that's the thing that's intimidating everybody. Oh, we all know the stereotypes. Some families sweep under the rug. Because look, it just goes away. So every once in a while, God will raise up a Caleb and say, hey, let's rip up the rug. And everybody's like, don't do that. 1975, we did that. And we had three years of war. You're like, well, either we die by this or we kill it. Well, what, what happened? What took place? I don't know. We just know that things are a bit neft up. It's a Nephilim. Just use that as your code word. You go to some weird business function, some weird family function. Yeah, I was neffed up. Like, yeah. I was neffed up. I was a little neffy. Nephilim. What we're saying is there's something behind. You notice when you start talking sometimes with certain people about Jesus? Well, I, I even talk to Jesus people about the Holy Spirit. You're, you're not just fighting someone's opinion. There might be a... A spirit behind the, the spirit. That's why, that's why Jesus, it wasn't just sickness. Sure, should we eat less Big Macs? Yes, absolutely. But behind the, 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 the sickness was a, was a spirit. Behind the fear, there's a, there's a spirit. Behind the pathology of poverty, there's a spirit. And that's why, that's why Caleb says, man, this, this is, this is I, was, I was born for this. I'm a giant killer. Oh. God hates these things. Oh, he's going to anoint us to kill it. It's our bread. This is good for us. This is so good. This is so good. This is so good. 
Because this is the thing that God hates. And so when we see giants, we see what God wants to kill. When you see a spirit, you now have been pinpointed what God wants to remove. And he starts with giving you fresh faith. Why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? Well, we weep because we get bad reports. Leadership came in and gave a bad report. We're all products of good and bad leadership. And then we have a bad attitude based on bad reports. People are probably speaking certain things into your spirit you don't even realize. I used to speak certain things into people, not even realize I was just preaching fear. Well, if you don't come to church, it's going to be really hard to serve God. You might want to rephrase that just slightly. Well, if you don't do that, you're not going to get this. And you're not, And we just, we, there's so much fear. And now you'll start to hear it. It's just a little Nephilim thing that got into the bloodline and it needs to be killed. Hey, why don't you go talk to your dad about that? Well, I can't. Why? Why? Why can't you talk with people that you supposedly love and supposedly love you? And there's no fear in love. Can we talk? No, you know you can't talk because they're going to kill you. They're going to bite your head off. They're going to cuss you out or they're going to walk away. And there you are stuck as the Christian trying to repair the family. Why can't we talk? What's really going on? See, when you really get down, I mean, the nitty-gritty little demon behind the thing, and you get into that insecurity, get past the Amalekites and the Jebusites, and, the, and you're down, you get giant, you get down to Nephilim level, you are dealing with some, some serious spiritual issues with what someone believes about God and what someone believes about themselves. And it was so imparted to them from their upbringing. They, if you ask them, hey, why are you so afraid and paranoid and petrified? They might not even know why. But if you spot it, you call to, to kill it. Why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? Why am I weeping? Why am I weeping? Why am I so afraid? What, what is it? What is it? Either someone has given me a bad report or I have a bad attitude. And I just need some more faith to change my attitude so I can go and kill the giants and not be afraid of battle. I need to change my attitude in regards to battle. It is a battle. And some of you, I felt prophetically that, got, that the enemy won. And I don't like to give the devil too much credit because we sow and we reap and we make decisions. But I'm telling you right now, the enemy wanted to take you out. And so the battle that you've been in is because of the anointing upon your life and your family. And, and, and there's a battle. There's been a battle over you. There's been a battle. The enemy did not want to see you. You are a general Ryan, there's an anointing, there's faith, there's favor. I'm, I, I just couldn't even contain it today because I just felt over certain ones that, that, that the battle you were in was of spiritual origin. And that's why you got to in your spirit say, thus far and no longer I will live, I will serve the Lord, and I will kill what tried to kill me. I'm not going to let it live. I'm not going to let it live. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. I'm not going to let mental illness. I'm not going to let anxiety. I'm not going to let depression. I'm not going to let fear. I'm not going to let suicide. I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to let insecurity. I'm not going to let it. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. I'll let some lying spirit creep into my family. I'm a gatekeeper. It's a spiritual giant. I know mom and dad didn't want to take it down. They took down some things because you never met grandpa, and grandpa was a cupcake. He was a real treat. So mom killed some giants. See, Joshua and Caleb didn't kill them all because you get tired sometimes. And so David had to come along. But see, giant killers speak the same language. He's like, oh, shoot, Goliath's here. That means this battle is the Lord's. Yeah. Oh. Just because they like Monopoly and you don't, that's not Nephilim. Just calm down. You're weird. But if you spot a Nephilim, your spirit goes off. That's a spirit of sickness. Hey, Dad, Dad, we need to talk. If you're sick, I'm not asking you to walk around weird, but... We gotta get some faith up in here. 
Because we're coming into agreement. See, that's all people want, though, isn't it? The, the people were in a bad attitude and a bad report and weeping all night. And what were they doing? Like, we need to pick some new leaders. Joshua and Caleb are whack. Like, these people are crazy. What are you trying to do? You just need agreement. So they, well, we need some new leaders. Why? Because everybody, especially in this generation, is just trying to get people to come into agreement with them. Everybody wants agreement. Why? Because they don't know who they are. And you, I can never know who I am through you. You don't have enough love to give me. Only Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You cannot be my way and my truth and my life. And that's why you got to marry the right person. Because I love her and I love to tell her that she's beautiful because she is. And I'm not a liar. But my goodness, if she needed that every second of every day, Lord, take me home. Because I cannot sustain you. I cannot be God. That's why you got you to be careful with people. Because not everybody believes, and I can't be her God. People that don't believe in God are looking for God. They're looking for something. Because everybody worships something. Everybody believes in something. And we don't talk this anyway. But you know what? If my son, he's swinging the golf club the wrong way, it's not love for me to go, good job, champ. Keep swinging. He's never going to hit the ball if he doesn't swing right. The truth of it is, is you were created by Almighty God to serve him and know him and love people and live according to the word of God. But the Joshuas and the Caleb's have been silent, but no longer in this generation. Why? Because for evil to succeed, all it takes is for good men to do nothing. Doesn't mean we don't love people. Doesn't mean we don't have grace. Easter time is the time of celebration of grace. In truth, why, 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 why are you weeping? Why, why, why are you weeping? It's only because you got bad news or a bad attitude. That's why Jesus, I got good news. To break the bad news. You just got some bad news. What about the, my aunt who's on, on her deathbed and has cancer and, and maybe she's about to get some good news called heaven. I'm not, that's not weird. You know what, today, man, I'm just sitting here thinking, how awesome is God? So awesome to worship Jesus. What, what, I mean, the power and the glory. Jesus. Jesus, why am I weeping? I have bad news or bad attitude. So Joshua is a picture of Jesus. Joshua, his name, Yeshua, in Old Testament Jesus, New Testament, Jesus, there's, a, there's a foreshadowing, there's a type of, of Christ. Why? Because, because Joshua led the people in, and Jesus would lead the people into salvation. Right. What happens is Moses falls to his knees. Moses and Aaron fall to their knees, and they, and they rip their clothes, and they start praying. Every once in a while, you'll have a leader that will pray for you. I mean pray for you. You got some people praying, and I mean praying for you. Very rarely will you have someone praying for you and preaching to you. That means extending grace and love and also truth. Saying, I, th I think you have a bad attitude. I love you. You, got, you really need to change your attitude. Don't be nice to people anymore. You're not helping them. Love them. But if they're doing squats wrong, they're going to blow their knees out. How is that love? It's not love. So Joshua goes right to the people. He cuts through leadership because he represents Jesus. And he, the Bible says that Joshua went right to the people. Because that's what Jesus does. He goes, you know, I'm going to bypass mom and dad. I'm going to bypass some bad church experience, some bad doctrine, some bad leadership. And I'm coming right to you. That's why you're here this morning. Because you're a Jesus person. And I'm a Jesus person. And we're Jesus people. So Joshua went right to the people. And he said, I'm going to represent. Now, what Jesus is going to do in the New Testament is he's going to come right to you. He will come right to you this morning and reveal himself. He will come right to you. That's why you have to be a Joshua to people and say, Jesus is going to come to you. He will come right to you. He knows your address and he speaks your language. He'll come right to you. The problem might be that I have a bad attitude towards battle. Worship team can come up. I We'll close. I just, I, I, I might just have a bad attitude. I didn't understand that raising kids was going to be a battle. I, I didn't think, you know, when I was like 16 and got on fire for Jesus, I thought, man, when I'm 45, I'll, I'll probably be so anointed. And I'll probably just wink and people get healed and sweat just, just, I used to dream weird naked and slow motion. I thought, man, when I'm 45, I'm going to 
I'm just going to hear angels all night long. And I don't. I'm still naked. And my, my teeth still fall out. And I think the brain is just an exhaust pipe when you sleep sometimes. You're like, what is that? What director is directing the madness that is my dreams? I thought I would be at a different place. Woke up this morning and it's a battle. Allergies, sleep, teenagers, church, spiritual battle. I want to preach, but I also just want to lay on the floor. Worship team singing, chairs getting anointed. Should we just worship? I don't know. I love people. I love people. For years, this church preached grace and mercy. Not any longer. No, we just grace and love. And then you start getting close to people. You're like, my goodness. This person thinks that what all things just work together for the good means don't worry about anything. He's just going to work it out. That's not what that means. <laughs> no, he works things together for those who love him according to his purpose. That scripture does not mean whatever you do, it's just going to work out. <laughs> no. So we got to clean up some, some things and and battlefield of the mind. It's a battle. Faith is a battle. Family is a battle. Church is a battle. Finances are a battle. I thought once we had a few meetings and a few Excel spreadsheets and got our taxes ready and this ready, and we're still battling. We still go to Costco and prices went up. We're like, all right, Mexican theme again. Beans are cheap. Tortillas, we're battling finances, we're battling things, we're, we're preaching the gospel, we're praying through sickness, we're praying through family, we're praying through church and ministry, we're standing with people on the mountain, and we're standing with people in the valley. I love cell phones, but I hate them. I love everybody, but I can't be with everybody. So part of me is grieving, but part of me is full of faith. Part of me doesn't want the church to grow, but part of me wants the city to be taken. Part of me wants to be in the hospitals right now, weeping with those that weep, and also... I want to pray for those because I believe in a God who is a healer. It is a battle that I'm called to. And so when I see a giant, I know that I'm born for this battle. And God has anointed me to kill the very thing that has taken out my family and taken out my friends and taken out my city. And it's time for these giants to die. It's time for these giants to die. They're a mystery. It's a mystery. How did our city become the most unchurched region? I've heard different theories. I'm not as interested in that anymore, though. I used to love spiritual mapping and praying and all that stuff. I love it. I'm just more interested in the spirit of Caleb. Let's go kill it. Let's go kill it. Let's go kill that agnostic, atheistic, broken. Let's go kill that, that church hurt broken. Let's go, let's go kill, let's go kill that fear and insecurity and lack of love and religious spirit and all the funky. Let's go kill let's, let's go kill it. I'm not afraid of it any longer. Because the very thing that's gonna kill me anyways, I might as well kill. I might as well beat that giant to the punch and kill it. I might as well kill it. I might as well kill it. I might as well kill it. David got to the battlefield and his brothers were saying, Why are you here? And he said, Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Jesus stood before Pilate and he said, for this cause I was born. Why? Because the thing that's causing pain in your life is coming from some sort of spirit. It's coming from some sort of thing. And, 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 and so David said, this thing that's causing fear and terror in Israel, I can take care. Let no one's heart grow faint. I can go kill this Goliath, and I don't even need to pray about it because I know that God hates this perverted, distorted thing, and he will anoint me to kill it out, and I have determined that I am here in this. I was actually born for this battle, and I didn't even know it. I had no idea. I was here to bring lunch and water to my brothers, but now, by faith, I show up to the battle and realize for this cause, I was created to take out this fear, to take out this insecurity. I was born for this. See, Jesus looks back into the garden when Lucifer, when Satan deceived the woman and together the seed of the lie was planted and sin came into this earth. So what did Jesus do? He took out the Nephilim. He took out 
death. He took it and killed it and then threw him three days later. We're getting ready to celebrate the victory that Jesus Christ gave to us. Why? You notice immediately after we sin, God said, I have a plan. Why? He said, this is the thing that now stands between us and I'm going to kill it. What stands between you and your family? What stands between you, your family, and God? What stands between it? Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. I love this. David shows us. We got to close. David, David, David. David goes into the tent and Saul puts on his armor. David's like, no, I got I to gotta do this. Oh, you know what's awesome is Caleb and, and, and David are from the tribe of Judah. And so, and so there's just something about praise. This is something about praise. There's something about giant killers and worship. There's something about worship and praise that proceeds a generation of giant killers. Where's my giant killers at? Where's my Caleb's at? Where's my Joshua's at? There's something about praise. Judah must go first to the tribe of Judah. Don't mess with the tribe of Judah. Why? Because they're so caught up in praise and worship that they've lost control of their minds. They don't have time to be afraid. They don't have time to be insecure. They're so busy dancing. They're so busy worshiping. That's why one of the great ways to overcome a battle is to begin to give it to God and to begin to lift up the name of Jesus. I love this. So David, they try to put the armor on him. He's like, no, I got to do this unconventional. I got to do this unconventional. God's going to show you strategies for your family strategies for your kids strategies for your finances especially in this day and age I'm telling you Isaac planted in famine and reaped a thousandfold. break that fear of financial heaviness greater is he that's in me than he that's in this recession than he that's in this month this situation God has anointed me so David is awesome David gets his stones it says that David ran towards him He ran towards the giant. And 1 Samuel 17, so the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog? Did you come to me with sticks? Now, some of you this is about to get weird, but it doesn't need to get weird. You're going to start talking to your fear. David gives us a picture of what Joshua and Caleb and David were like, what giant killers were like. They talked to it. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Fresh faith is coming into this room. Fresh faith is just coming into this room. Just receive it. Just say, I I choose. I choose. I choose to believe. I choose to have faith. Faith's about to change my attitude. And when my attitude shifts, I'm about to see everything different. I'm about to see everything in my life. I was running from it. Now I'm running to it. Why? Because I've got faith to see that these obstacles are my opportunities and these giants are my bread. And I was born for this battle. And on the other side of this is the blessing of God and the destiny and the thing I was created for. Therefore, I was born for this battle. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Oh, but then David... I love this. I thought David was calling a shot, but really what it is, is that when you get faith and you get a new attitude, you get this prophetic sense of what God wants to do in your life, and you need a prophetic, you need a power, you need an anointing to be able to take out the fear and the depression and the anxiety and the suicide and the, and the, and the death and the sickness that's in your family because God has anointed you in this time period in your family to set the captives free. God has anointed you to run towards the giant and speak to it and speak to it and say the the love of God and the power of God and the word of God. David says to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name, someone say the name, the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike and take your head from you. And this day, oh, this day, you hear that? That's that Caleb now. I'm done. We're done. We're done. Some of you are so afraid of money 
today it can end that's how fired up I am you can literally you can literally say that's it I'm not gonna go into my bathroom and weep and carry the oppression and the heaviness of poverty and financial burden I break it it's a Nephilim it's a spirit speak to it break it the fear of man break it the fear of death break it the Lord will deliver you into my hand I'll strike your head from you and this day today 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 passive-aggressive today lying today fear today anger today not being vulnerable today lack of humility lack of honesty today today lack of transparency today fear today 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 fear pressure fear pressure fear pressure angst today 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 fear today i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna take you out greater is he greater is he greater is he You need to get out of your seat. Get out. Get out. Get out. Break it. Break it. Break it. Wash. Break it. Break it. Every foul spirit. Every demon of hell. Break it. Break it. Lack of needing. Break it. Purpose. Break it. Break it. Break it. Break it. In Jesus' name. of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beast. The church has got to get it. I love people, but I hate the lie that's possessed you. And I'm going to come after that lie. And I'm not, I love you too much to let you live in that lie. I'm going to break that free by the spirit of truth of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. That all the assemblies shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, but the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. I don't come to you with a sword or a spear, but I come to you in the name. And now we have the name of Jesus, and Jesus said, use my name, use my name. That's why there's power in the name. That's why you gotta speak to that giant you got to speak to it. you got to speak to it and say, in the name, in the name, depression, get off my family, get off my mind. Some of you have a lack of purpose, lack of fulfillment. You're not happy. You're looking for meaning. Lack of meaning? Some of you have no taste in food or life. That's a spirit. It's an enemy. We break it in the name, in the name. There's power in the name. There's salvation in the name. Call upon the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name. Here we go. In the name, in the name. Say, in the name of Jesus, my kids will live. In the name of Jesus, I give you my, in the name of Jesus, I give you my life. Take it down. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.
demon has to tremble. The spirit of poverty, fear, broken. In the name, in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. See, we want revival to be a playground. The problem is there's a devil and there's Nephilim. And God says, yeah, I have overcome, but I need you to execute my justice. Don't be afraid of the giant. That thing that's causing you fear, giant marks the spot. Is it money? Take it down. Kill it. I don't care if you even have to get weird a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I would suggest going that route with a little too much faith than staying stuck and scared in your, in your, in your kitchen. That's why I come to church. Because I, I, I'm around too many grasshoppers all week. I gotta come be around some giant killers. I need to be around some, I need to be around prayer, worship, and word. Isaac, why do you read your Bible? Why do you, why do you watch preaching? Because I need it to kill my giants. Why? I need more faith. Why? I need a new attitude. Why? Because I have a bad attitude about battle. I do. I'm now telling Christians who call me to complain. Oh, you mean you're in a battle? Oh, you mean water's wet? Change your attitude. Go kill that thing. I can't talk to my dad about it. It's a spirit. Kill it. You were created. You're standing on the shoulders. Moms and dads. Kill it. Technology? can't kill technology, but that spirit, that TikTok, get alone, put your headphones in, two hours in your bedroom, it's a giant. I haven't killed it, but I'm going to kill it. I've been intimidated by it. Why? I want my kids to like me. But we're about to throw all the screens at our house today. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Gotta watch March Madness on some. Let's not get weird. But go kill that thing. What? Let's go kill that thing. Let's go kill that thing. On the other side of that is a promise. Joshua didn't get his mountain. Some of you can't control your family. Hey guys, we're gonna get super healthy and vulnerable. They might be like, all right, we'll see you later. <laughs> but you know what happened? Caleb didn't get his mountain for 40 years, 45. He was 85. And he wasn't angry at the people. He was like, it's mine. That's how much you can actually look at your giants and go, you know what? I'm going to take down this fear, this spirit of sickness in our family. It's not just eat kale and alkaline water. There's some disease up in my family and I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. But Joshua and Caleb, you know what they did for 45 years? They discipled an entire nation. They uprooted that spirit of fear and lying. Then after, after 40 years, they had some people and they said, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Holy Spirit, just fill we got to get out of here. If you need prayer, come on up here. If you need healing in your body, come on up here. If you need to give your life to Jesus, come on. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my life. If you need the Holy Spirit, just come on up. Thank you, Jesus. Break the spirit of fear. Holy Spirit, break the spirit of fear. Break the spirit of fear. In Jesus' name. Break the spirit of fear. Set them free. I'm not giving you a spirit of fear, but a power of love 
sound mind. Don't be afraid to get prayer. <laughs> Sometimes you need some faith from someone else. Break fear. The fear of the future. The fear of people. The fear of lack. The fear of me. The fear. Break in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Fear of death. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, just fill us, Lord. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.